Trump employee changing his testimony in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents federal case. This is according to a new filing from federal prosecutors tonight. An IT worker whose attorney was paid for by Trump's political action committee initially told prosecutors he didn't remember any conversations about security footage at Mar-a-Lago. Remember the indictment charges that Trump and others tried to delete security camera footage at the club to prevent the footage from being provided to a federal grand jury. Then the filing says the employee, quote, immediately after receiving new counsel, retracted his prior false testimony and provided information that implicated Trump co-conspirators Walt Nada, De Oliveira and Trump in efforts to delete security camera footage. We have Jessica Schneider out front breaking this reporting for us tonight. Uh, Jessica, what more can you tell us? Yeah, Brianna, so they're revealing this in a brand new filing just a few minutes ago. So they believe that these two employees at Mar-a-Lago gave this false testimony about these efforts to delete what were incriminating uh, footage from security camera at Trump's Florida club. So we've learned through this filing the two employees are Carlos de Oliveira and Yusil Taveras. Now we know de Oliveira because he's been charged in that superseding indictment of Florida. We've seen him in court. He was indicted along with the former president and the former president's aide Walt Nada. But Yusil Tavares has not been charged here. He's only been identified in court documents as Trump employee number four. But what this filing is all about is that it's come to light that after Tavares Tavares switched attorneys because he and Walt Nada up until this point actually had the same attorney, Stan Woodward. Well, Tavares, now that he's working with a public defender, he seems to be changing his story. He initially told prosecutors one account of efforts to delete the security footage, namely that he didn't remember any efforts to delete security footage. But now that he's working with a public defender, it appears that Tavares may be amending his story. And the problem with that would be that it would potentially incriminate Walt Nada. So, uh, Brianna, prosecutors really looking closely at this new testimony. It implicates, um, you know, hearings, change in, change in attorneys. But obviously, this all relates to the case against the former president keeping hold of those classified documents, um, whether there were efforts to delete security footage, all of this unfolding um, in Florida in that federal indictment. So a big deal if um, Tavares changes his story and it could be very problematic for the former president, Brianna. Yeah, it certainly is a big deal, as you put it. Jessica Schneider, thank you for that report. And out front now, we have Karen Friedman Agnifilo, who is a former chief assistant district attorney in the Manhattan DA's office, and Clint Rucker, former executive assistant district attorney in Fulton County, who worked with DA Fonnie Willis. Uh, Karen, just your reaction here to the special counsel saying that this IT worker at Mar-a-Lago changed his testimony after switching lawyers to a lawyer who is not paid for by Trump interests. Karen, can you hear me? All right, I think we're having maybe a technical issue with Karen, so we're going to try to fix that. Um, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Okay, what do you think about this development? I can only hear you. Oh, you can you can only hear you can hear me. Can you hear me, Karen? Okay, she doesn't hear me. I'm going to go to you, Clint, while we try to fix Karen's issue there. Um, Clint. What do you think about this new development? Uh, this seems like it could really impact uh, the former president in this case about the documents. Right. And good evening, Brianna, and thank you for having me. Uh, I think from the prosecutor's perspective, this potentially could be really a blockbuster. Uh, certainly when there's a conspiracy case, 
uh, like has been alleged, uh, having someone on the inside who can give you a glimpse behind the curtain certainly is very advantageous for the prosecution. And um, we know that the difference in stories will perhaps prove to be a little challenging because, of course, the witness's credibility will be at issue because he's changing his story. But nevertheless, the information, I think, is, uh, is really, really valuable for, for the government. Yeah, that's a very interesting point, Karen, about the credibility. I do wonder, though, because we saw something similar happen in the January 6th hearings, right? I think even in the case of Cassidy Hutchinson, someone who switched lawyers uh, from someone who was paid for by a, a Trump interest, and then she became a star witness. So there were certainly questions about her credibility, but in the end, she didn't really seem to suffer from it. What do you think this could mean? I think, look, whenever you have somebody who in the past has told a different story, that will obviously come out in front of a jury. And so typically as a prosecutor, you have to corroborate what they have to say or at least give an explanation for why it is that their story has changed. And, and like Cassidy Hutchinson, her explanation uh, made a lot of sense and she came across as very credible. So that's what the prosecutors will have to do when making a decision about uh, whether or not to put on somebody who had previously lied or told a different story. Uh, Clint, of course, I want to ask you about what is happening in Fulton County, Georgia, where you uh, were a prosecutor for decades. What do you think that Trump's surrender is going to look like? We hear authorities stressing it's going to be the usual procedures, but I wonder if there are some that maybe are not going to be used, a physical search, a medical check, uh, some things. What do you think? Well, certainly I think there's nothing unusual uh, about this case. I think it is historically significant on a very, very high level. And uh, while certainly Fulton County and Atlanta has seen its share of really high-profile uh, defendants and cases, uh, I think this one uh, has made its way to the top of that stack. Uh, certainly through the Secret Service and the coordination with the Fulton County Sheriff's Department, they will come up with a protocol that will safely ensure that the former president is able to get in and get out very smoothly uh, without any... Uh, issues with respect to his safety. Uh, I think the normal processes with inside the Fulton County Jail will take place, and so I would expect that fingerprinting and general booking will take place. Uh, and uh, hopefully, on the part of uh, the Secret Service, at least, and the Fulton County Sheriff, I'm sure, they will want to get this um, situation over as quickly as possible. Yes, and I think we do expect that we will see that. Uh, Karen, a really interesting development. One of the 18 co-defendants of the former president in Georgia is now actually pointing a finger at the former president, saying in a new court filing that he, quote, acted at the direction of the incumbent president and other federal officials. That's a filing coming from David Schaefer. He's a former GOP chairman in Georgia who led the state's delegation of fake electors. He also says that he was told by Trump's lawyers, quote, verbally and in writing, that the Republican electors meeting was consistent with counsel's advice. What is that going to mean, do you think, for the former president? 
it potentially could mean, I think, a lot of trouble for him because it could be a witness used against him if he does decide to uh, enter into a cooperation agreement or if he's if he pleads guilty and then is called as a witness to testify, right? I mean, but it's one thing, the January 6th people who stormed the Capitol, they also thought they were acting at the direction of the president. But they, but they didn't necessarily have a conversation with him about it. So it will depend on what Schaefer actually says. Did did he have a conversation with the president or someone who worked for the president? At the and did he say to him, "Okay, this is what you should do"? Because if that's the case, then I think uh, I think that puts Donald Trump in legal in more serious legal jeopardy than he's already in. The reason Schaefer's saying it, or one of the reasons, is because he wants to remove this case to federal court. That's right. He wants to move this from Georgia uh, to federal court and something that we will be watching to see if he has any success there. Karen Friedman, uh, Friedman Agnafilo, and Clint Rucker, thank you so much to both of you for being with us. Thank, thank you. you.